guys and we are live with the he's on fire podcast episode four we ain't on episode four we're on episode four uh how you guys feeling this evening pretty fair for a square uh week has gone just as planned doing good doing good over here had to get this thing moving pick these viewers up how y'all doing this evening all right well, if you don't know, I am T-Todd the Great, and to my left we have... Max Ray. And to the right we have... We got Kyle Lorenz, how y'all doing? Oh, uh, it's to my left and to my right, so it really don't matter to y'all, because y'all can't see us right now. But, uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting week from last episode. Um, last episode, we actually got into a nice, nice heated discussion about uh, the five love languages. And uh, me personally, I didn't quite agree with uh, everything that was or how it was proposed. I do agree that those are uh, those were effective uh, ways to kind of commemorate with people or um, just to build relationships or maintain relationships. But I wouldn't live my life by it. Uh, what did you guys think about last week's episode? Well, we uh we know how masquerade feel, you know, that was his that was his topic. <laughs> so <laughs> he lives by the love languages. Um I believe that they're great principles to lead your life by. And, you know, as you said, you know, they're good tools when you're trying to strengthen or, you know, communicate in a relationship, but at the same token I don't I think it's pretty those are pretty general. They kinda apply to almost every situation. Yeah. So, um, kind of like zodiac signs, <laughs> but you know, when you read the zodiac sign, you feel like it's specifically talking to you. Mm-hmm. But um, when you look at it, it's kind of overall general. But that's just my opinion. That's uh, that's an opinion. I do. I, I agree on that. Go ahead, Max. I'm sorry. Uh, I wouldn't say I live by them. Um, I'm in the business of learning as much about myself as possible, especially uh. Uh, with me personally, I've gone through some uh, heavy things that allowed that had ended up forcing me to become introspective. Um, so uh, I, I pick up on these things. Uh, my my mission for myself is to is to always learn and be able to become a better version of myself than I was yesterday. And that's always something that I've lived by. But this time, including uh, but this time with uh, my past with the past troubles that I've had, as well as us being in this pandemic, um, it's, it's allowed me to, uh, go deeper into, into the depths of my own mind and the depths of my own soul. Um, these are, these are good. Like, um, uh, Mr. Kai said, these are good principles to live by. I wouldn't necessarily take them too seriously, but, um, I think this is just a good opportunity for people to, to learn a different side of themselves that they're not, you know, totally familiar with. Speaking on that pandemic, Trump said it'll be over in a couple of weeks, so you don't got nothing to worry about. Oh, oh no, he's a very smart man. Very smart. <laughs> that's that's um that's very interesting. Donald Trump, Mr. 
Mr. President. Because he has everything under control. Mr. Everything is fine. Everything is perfect. Mr. Burns. That's <laughs> yeah. My hands are small. Hey, y'all trying to have um, the white militia trying to find us. <laughs> they hear this broadcast. Well, I'm sure. They know Don't mess with me, I'll turn this into a conspiracy theory. Hey, Podcast. Billy, put your gun down, Billy. I see you. Do you hear me? Everything's going to be okay. You're going to be able to skin your pigs and your countries alone. But yeah, uh, spinning off of that, man, is actually funny because I know you wanted to uh, kind of talk about and touch bases. It's actually a great on, segue. Um, I'm going to call it Republican versus Democrat Black America. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great topic. <laughs> Republican versus Democrat, Black America, Black America, because um, it it is very interesting that most Black folks are Democratic, right? Yeah, I would I would say that's something you can generally say that most Black people are democrats you know that's one of those things that people say don't make general statements but i think you could generalize that yeah i agree with that what do you uh why do you feel like that is so (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get into the knife so this is a funny topic man um i feel like a lot of black people have gone the democratic route due to how everything is spent in the media um we don't believe, a lot of people don't believe that they're programmed to think a certain kind of way. And we're programmed daily by even the most simple things that we listen to on the radio to a cartoon we watch on television, you know. And we've been fed lies that Democratic, um, and I'm not going to say that people that are Democrats do not try to work you know for the working class people i'm not going to say that they don't mm-hmm. but my general um understanding of both parties is that they kind of they kind of both work <laughs> uh, for the same common goal um it's like if you look at it whether someone's democrat or republican they're in a completely different social class than you are they live in different um, neighborhoods than you live in, they're in a different tax bracket, you know, they lead completely different lives. Most of them don't even go through the things or see the things in your neighborhood that you see. Right. And I think by default, black people have looked at Democrats as our saviors. And we've seen repeatedly when we've had Democratic presidents, governors, senators, um, I mean, when the House of Representatives have been more Democrat, we have not. We've seen a lot of things happen while we had Democratic majority. So, I want to know how y'all feel about it. Do y'all do y'all feel that a Democratic-ran government is more effective for Black people? Do you feel as a African American, you should be voting that you your allegiance, your alignment should be Democrat, and do you feel that there is something wrong with black people who align themselves to be Republican? Um, my short answer is no. Uh, uh, but um, specifically for this campaign, my experience has been kind of interesting because last uh, election, I chose not to vote. I didn't care about Hillary and Donald Trump. 
there was no way I was going to vote for Donald Trump. Although the past four years have been the funniest four years I've ever experienced in my life. Um, uh, one of my favorite things about I, I'm going to get back to. But one of my favorite things that Trump said was remember when that hurricane was coming through and he was like, let's drop a nuke. Mm, on the hurt, mm. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I got a sick sense of humor, so I was like, "Yo, we can't that's the that, funniest no. thing ever." And then, like a week later, he tried to draw it on with a sharpie to make it look like it made sense. I'm like, "Bro, this is like you can't make it up." It was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. But um, this particular campaign, I was somewhat interested in voting, but that was only because it was a a person who was running named Andrew Yang. And I listened to most of these people's campaigns, and his campaign made the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made the most uh, logical sense to me on based based off what he was running, and he was doing things that uh, normal politicians weren't doing. He was, he, uh, and he he even built like his own. He even made like his own kind of GoFundMe thing, and like he had to, he had this whole camp. I don't remember it as much as well now. But um, I would I was like, if I was going to vote, I would definitely vote for this guy because, you know, uh, a lot of people was like, well, he's Asian, this, that. I was like, no, like his whole thing made the most logical sense to me. Like he uh, the campaigns that he was talking about in the the research that I was doing was going to help a bunch of schools, especially in urban areas. Um, uh, He was talking about doing um, I don't remember everything, but that's besides the point. So um, he didn't. Obvi- he obviously he didn't. Uh, he didn't win uh, the, the camp, the, the nomination or whatever. Yeah. And um, I was there. Was, I was like, none of nobody else has convinced me to vote for them because at right. this point, <laughs> it's like uh, people have to earn vote. People have to earn my vote in order for me to want to. In order for me to want to put them through, I have to believe in your campaign. And I think uh, one of the biggest problems that black people uh, especially have a trouble trouble with is um, being able to logically kind of break down and not go off of their emotions and see if this is the best choice for them. Not go Democrat just because it's Democrat or Republican just because it's Republican. Nobody's fully conservative or liberal. Like exactly. So there's there's always going to be a middle ground. So the fact that you're going this way or that way, and if some black and if a black dude is a Republican, doesn't make him any less of a black person than a black person who's a Democrat. Um, because they they're they're making the most. I mean, I guess they're making the decisions that that makes the most sense to them. But at this point in my my life, and he, I even had this conversation with my mother. Uh, you know, uh, they're a little bit older school, but we had this whole conversation and she was giving me this whole thing about, you know, our ancestors or, uh, you know, they, they fought really hard to give us the right to vote. And I was like, that's true for the right to choose to vote. Exactly. I can also choose not to vote if I don't like either party. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting my heritage by not voting. If I don't trust you and I don't trust you, why do I need to pick my poison? So then, then she had, uh, she was like, well, why don't you pick the lesser of two evils? Or I was like, I could just choose not to be poisoned right. and not be sick at all. Like that's, that's a third option that's available. Right. <laughs> it's like the third door. No one sees It's like, yeah, no, I mean, uh, for me personally, I'm pretty much independent, but it's like at this point, man, I, I watched both the debates 
and neither of them look like they know what they're doing. So it's like, yeah, I'm not. There's no way. I, I was like, there's no way I'm voting for Trump, uh, even though he's hysterical to me. I'm never gonna vote for him. But Joe Biden, I, he's he's clearly not ready to be uh, one of the one of the figureheads of the United States. Um, so yeah, he wasn't I, ready to be the vice president. So no, I mean. <laughs> I think what um, me I I think um, one of the biggest problems that not we as black people but also we as human beings is we're so used to uh, and this is going off your thing of being brown brain uh, brainwashed like we're so stuck in the matrix we don't realize we're in the matrix uh, and we're so used to somebody pointing in a direction and we just go that way instead of us making a logical decision in our head whether that's the correct path for us or not so i think that um i think that uh, that's one of our biggest problems a lot of us are sheep and we don't know how to think uh, especially um um you know uh the older generation they're stuck in their ways that's cool but the younger gen the younger generation um we have the option to think we have the option to make our own uh uh, uh decisions on things but the problem with that as far as the younger generation is concerned we're so quick to act on something because we have everything instantaneous like social media a lot you know cancel culture is one of the one of the birthing stations of of that so we're so quick to act on it without thinking as well so it's like it's it's a whole dynamic of you know there's, there's a whole bunch of levels to this kind of thing um so yeah um i don't believe that you know just if you're gonna go republican and you're black and if you're gonna go democrat and you're black that doesn't make you any less of a black person i guess in your mind you're just making the most the, the most logical decision if you think it's logical but I don't think anybody should be Democrat just because you're black that makes that makes little to no sense I just encourage that people think with their own minds get to uh, uh, ask questions you know can you benefit me the most doesn't matter if you're Democratic, Democrat or Republican I think uh, one of the biggest things that we need to focus on is the congressman instead of the president you know, they're just, they're in front of us, but the people behind the scenes, the congressmen, you know, they've been there for years. There's a bunch of 80, 60, 70 year old racist people. I was about to cuss, but <laughs> I mean, they've been in there. there. There's no terms for the congressmen. Yeah. They don't have that. So that's what we need to actually put our mental space on because these people have been here for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, Same I with think, um, judges as well. Judges as well. So I think I think uh, if we focus on these these congressmen, these judges, and everything like that, and try to turn, maybe make a law or flip something to where we can, you know, bring younger, fresher minds in, then I think uh, that'd be a better benefit for this country, um, as opposed to even giving a fuck about Republican or Democrats. Okay. Before you go too far off on the deep end, um, I, I don't believe in the idea of the two parties, and I don't like to entertain it. Um, as you said before, you don't choose between the lesser of two evils. You choose between what you believe in. You know, So if there's nothing that you can actually believe in, 
then I wouldn't recommend you voting because you're just going out there and voting for somebody because you feel obligated to or because you feel like you have to, mm-hmm. then you're just defeating the purpose of your vote. Right. Your vote is not making a difference. It's making a difference for the wrong reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. If you don't know or understand what this person is actually doing. And as far as um, like uh, what they say, I'm not a big fan because like I, in a sense, Donald Trump has been the realest president. Like, really than Obama. Because he has actually said what is on his mind. You know what I'm saying? And opposed from this shit he say, as Mm -hmm. a businessman, um, it's not, his actions aren't as radical as his statements, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like he's he's like a turn-up king. You know, he he knew how to profit from any situation. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. really. But I'm not... uh, I'm not interested in voting for him because uh, he he does uh, has a sense of like control, and that'll that'll take us even further down the path. Like, I'm not gonna vote period because I don't I can't really say what Biden stands for. I don't I I don't pay too much attention to him. I'm not even gonna lie. He stands for the black people. And, no, I, that's bullshit. <laughs> When not, nah, when somebody got too many black people in their commercials and you an authentic white man, I just, I don't believe that either. No, some of his commercials are funny though. Like yes. he got one with like a cartoon car or whatever. It's really funny. Like a lot of his stuff is is childish, but it's. But you want to imagine how many you want to imagine how many black people are actually being bamboozled by this this whole this whole charade that he's putting on yeah he's trying hard to get that sympathy vote yeah blatantly talking about black people in almost every debate yeah and every commercial yeah you know it's you know black people yes in the black community we have a lot of issues we have a lot of things we are looked at as the permanent underclass yeah but we also but we're not just someone that needs to we, we're not a, a group of people that just need somebody to come in and save us. Yeah. So I don't like that whole narrative that's being painted because we talked about this last time. Um, the working, the working economy. The most educated person, the most educated group of people in the United States are African American women. Mm-hmm. They have more degrees than anybody in this country, including white men. Damn sure, including white women. So yeah. you know, it's not that. We don't have education. It's not that we're not making strides out here. But even with that, is it that hard to obtain a degree? Like, you know I just what? feel like maybe it's they're not. just the ones that go through with it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think there's anything significant about a degree. Like, I've met people that's licensed mm-hmm. in the shit that I do yeah. that do it way worse than I do. You get what I'm saying? I get you. So I don't feel like that degree is actually determining your intelligence. It's really determining your patience to sit in school. Go to school. Go and through get it. it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? College is a I agree with anyway. that. I agree with that because, I mean, it's all insti- institutionalized um, education. Yeah, and I feel like that's part of the brainwashing yeah, by, definitely. like, by black women being the most or high, having the most degrees, they're feeling like, <clears throat> oh, we're in this, like, people already look at it as like we're not educated, so we have to go and get this physical piece of paper to say we are educated. But when they going to get degrees, like, what are they getting degrees in? Are they getting degrees in, you know, 
criminal justice, criminal justice and things of that sort that's going to mm-hmm. actually make a difference, or are they trying to be Aryans? I mean, they make a difference too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know Aryans, <laughs> but you know, every woman out there's going to be a fucking nurse. Yeah, like, Damn, or telemarketer. I think All that's right. just. Uh, I think that's one of those one of those things that when people hear that you're a nurse, they're like, oh, they oh, they make they make nice nice money. All I right. think it's, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those stigmas. I don't think people. A lot of people are going into a lot of these professions because they really want to do it. They want to. Mm-hmm. They like how it sounds. They like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is a bad thing. It's it's, it's a bad reason to go into right. a profession yeah. because if you do something without passion, it's going to show in your work. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing your research, you you again do things based on an emotional or wrong you just do a wrong decision without actually diving in to see if that's something that you really want to do yeah and it's it's real touchy with it man because like you said it's a it's a certain programming but when it's so much different programming going on which one are you involved in you know what i'm saying which part of the program are you you know what i'm saying and you know they like a lot of people argue like religion is the same thing it's a program you know but a lot of people can say that not following it is part of the program yeah like, how mm-hmm. is that because this is and like people that are that does follow it this is what it is this is life as it is right like you know but i think it's good I, that's an I, that's funny you brought up religion because i thought about when i talked about programming earlier i literally thought about religion. institutionalized religion as another form of programming but at the same token like you said, I do think, I think there's good, there's pros and cons to everything. I think there are very great aspects of our religion. I think mm-hmm. there's very great aspects about government. Right. You know, but I also think there are huge parts of it that are used to control us. We see it with our government. Mm-hmm. We see things that are put in place to restrict us. You know, we we think we have so many liberties but when we actually sit there and look at all of these laws and all these things in place and mm-hmm. all these things you could be penalized for and locked up for, mm-hmm. we kind of like loosely, like we're kind of like being allowed to go out to for playtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like we're like on borrowed time. We It's like at any moment it can be revoked. Or we've seen people get locked up false for false uh, allegations and have spent over half of their life in jail mm-hmm. just because of a broken system so you know it's not necessarily that this thing these things are put here necessarily as just like it's like a rule of thumb that it's just so super beneficial it's also a hindrance as well it's also used as a form of manipulation control so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i just uh in my personal opinion um uh with with the topic of black people uh feeling obligated to be democratic it's almost um not almost it is damn near pushed to us like that in schools yeah because yeah. growing up you know free lunch and you know mm-hmm. things like that like mm-hmm. you just kind of see it and then when you're learning about it in social studies you it automatically associate you with well i say me not you but yeah. me because no, i had a poor I, no, I, was I, was saying, way. I would say it with myself too yeah. you know I'm, i come uh, work from working class family too man so yeah, yeah. so it's like when you coming from that yeah that lower class environment or 
And I don't even see it as lower class no more because it's like, it's normal. Yeah. Like, there's more lower class people than our higher class people, if being realistic. So, you know, if I anything, think that's by design. It's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has to be that yeah, way. Yeah, you know, everybody has to be. can't. But it's, be this system cheese. to work. It has to be. It has to be like yeah. that. And that's, you know, it, it's just the input, output. That's why I say, like, we can't really dwell on on death or like no there's no such thing as peace like peace will never happen yeah like there's no there's no peace in order to get peace you gotta have war in order to get war you gotta want peace you know what I'm saying like everybody going to war because what they want some peace or equality revolution it's it's always something about being equal fair or uprising you know what I'm saying or they want more control or yeah you know you got people that's power hungry the dominance yeah United yeah, States in itself, the United States cause every. It's funny that our that this country we love so much tends to look down on everyone else around it. It cause we call when I say we, I don't mean us individually, mm-hmm. but as a nation, call so many mm-hmm. other countries terrorists, terrorists. Oh, mm-hmm. those are terrorists. That's a terrorist. They're a terrorist. They're always putting a face on somebody to make a group of people the target of hate. Mm-hmm. And when you look at our country in itself, in the last twenty years, literally from the I say from year two thousand to twenty twenty, we've had so much domestic terrorism inside the United States. Yeah, and majority of the domestic terrorism is by the people that point the finger at everybody else. Yeah. It was like almost predominantly like ninety percent white males. You know, mm-hmm. we got a whole video to do about that. That's yeah. a whole Yeah man, that's a topic for another um, day, you know. But I mean even on the other side of the spectrum, I mean uh uh if they're not terrorists then they're a third world country. I mean how many sad African videos have you seen with the bald with the with the black kid kind of turning around in slow motion and the sad music, but we all like it. We we've seen other, we've seen most most of Africa is, is beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's luxurious. So uh, prosperous. But we we've seen these commercials often in America mm-hmm. late at night, uh, or you know early in the morning. Early in the morning, really sad. If it's not sad dogs, it's sad African kids. Programming. Well, they, so if you put another into form the, of brainwashing. Put it into the protect in a perspective of their displaying terrorism from outside forces to try to keep us from fighting amongst ourselves. And that's how I was, like, even in a conspiracy theory type of way, when they say, this is, the government did this, the government did that, that's usually what people draw it down to. Like, okay, even if it is happening, it's to stop outside forces or stop... I mean, stop us from mingling, and I mean, not mingling, but fighting amongst each other. Yeah. Right. You know, West Coast versus East Coast type shit, or, you know, it was, it was just a mass shooting, we need to protest. Oh, no, you know, the Taliban just bombed us, we need to protest, we need to go to war, and don't fuck that mm-hmm. protest. We need, yeah. You know, so it's always, they, I can almost guarantee you there's always going to be an outside face of terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Especially Definitely. with our country. And that's one of our biggest forms of uh, brainwashing, uh, you know, since we're, we've been taught to look outside ourselves 
um, to look towards other things. Mm-hmm. I think one of one of one of the stereotypes of black people is what what we ain't what we not gonna do, or or we're 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 quick to tell somebody else how to do their job or mm-hmm. how to do what they supposed to be doing. So you know that's uh, I mean that's why we gotta we one of the most important things you have to look within it's a scary place to look within yourself it's not i'm not gonna lie it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror but that's that's what needs to be done that's probably one of the first steps you need to do to break yourself out of that out of that mental barrier that you've been put in you got to look within yourself and you got to be able to analyze everything always ask questions don't just blindly follow something just because somebody somebody put a nice spin on it and it made made it you have to you have to look at this shit well, and also look within yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the favorite rap, I don't care. <laughs> My favorite rapper is Eminem. There's, but I mean, I don't Squeeze care. Squeeze me. Yeah. Squeeze me. Yeah. I thought it was teaching. I'm not gonna blindly follow. <laughs> I'm not gonna blindly follow what Eminem said. That I mean, most of his early music was killing other people. There's no way. But it's like, there's people who do that. You know, this rapper told me to do this, so I did it. That makes no sense. You have to be able to look within yourself. Mostly, most of other countries practice this form of meditation. This this form of these form of. I'm reading a book right now about chakra healing. I, I meditate daily, so th- these are things that I'm familiar with. You have to be able to, you know, analyze yourself. Be able to analyze everything around you. Think, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. You know, I didn't get it to, to learn a lot from my father, but the one thing that he did teach me was, you know, any anybody in the world can take anything from you. It could be uh, something that you own, your 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 even something physical, your legs. If somebody's going to do you great harm, can take any of these things from you. But the one thing they can't take from you is your mind. That's one of your most important superpowers you got to be able to uh you got to be able to you know look within yourself and find that i don't know i can reach my hand somebody i I was trying to practice that the other day ripping somebody's mind out so you're right it didn't work (laughs) shit these substances out here not can take your mind from you Mm -hmm. these these uh harsh drugs now, probably, probably at one point in time they couldn't take your mind, but people can definitely damage the fuck out of it. Love I mean, you can, can damage your, your own mind. mind. Yeah, I love. That's definitely a take your mind. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't. I, now I have to say I disagree with what your father told you, Max. Because <laughs> I feel like there are things that can take your mind. But then again, like I just had this conversation with Chris the other day. Like, uh, maybe I don't know if y'all were here or not, but I, I was talking to him like, bro. So any of your relationships, you feel like you were never the problem. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, such and such and such. I'm like, no, set aside from all that shit. You feel like you were never the problem in any of your relationships that have not been successful. You've never did right. anything wrong. Yeah. You know, you thought about it. Like, no, I'm like, no, bro, you know, regardless of what other people done to you or make you feel some type of way, you made the conscious decision to deal with those people. Yeah. So it's, you can't say... It's their fault because you decided to be there at that moment. It's their fault that they made a decision to do something, but it's your fault you took it a certain type of way, or exactly. so on and so forth. So you can't you can't blame other people for everything. Or yeah. I don't I don't really say put the blame on people. Maybe for what they're directly responsible for that don't influence you or have an 
immediate effect on you. Yeah. So I say like, I can't blame y'all for not being on time because I know y'all not punctual niggas. Okay, but I can blame you if you was to throw a rock through the glass china cabinet because it's your fucking fault. You threw the rock. Right. But I can't blame you that the china cabinet is destroyed because I choose to leave it here. I can only blame you because you did the action. And yeah. I can't make you pay for the shit. But why? Well, I, I could probably. Like, <laughs> shit, man, you broke it. Like, uh, but no, nah, just just to put that in right. perspective, like nobody can, I mean, I'm going to say nobody can make you do anything because I, I don't agree with that. People can't make you do things. Uh, if somebody have my child and say you shoot yourself or I'm killing your child, I'm going to shoot myself. You know, but then again, they didn't make me do it. I chose to shoot myself. And anyway, um, I'm sorry. I kind of stepped off the deep end on that one. Um, that was interesting. So we agree that you don't have to vote Democrat just for being black. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. I think, like you said, I think that's a very stupid concept to go strictly off of a party based off of well, this is what black people always have done. We've mm-hmm. always voted Democrat. We've always been, like you said, that's what we've been taught. And a lot of time, you know, you got to think, who put these this education system here? When we saw, when we made it, made it valid point about those degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, you need them for work, but I mean, for and for some jobs. But at the same token, you're being taught, and this isn't to turn everything into like a almost sound like it's about slavery and shit. Mm-hmm. But you're being taught by really the people that colonize and oppress you. This is their education. This is the education. This is what they deemed acceptable to teach inside of school. Mm. You know, so the people that oppress you are not going to tell you everything that you need to know. That's why some of the most innovative people in history have been self-educated. Some of the, the people that have been the game changers that have created things that we use in modern day high school dropouts yeah college dropouts that let you know that that's that's something that's that's a social it's socially what's acceptable mm-hmm. for you to fit in that social spectrum you have to have this if you don't have a degree oh you don't have a degree how old are you mm-hmm. oh oh you um oh you don't do this yeah. oh you know you're shunned upon people that's that's just a culture of America, you know, we do so much shunning, so much shunning and so much, um, and take that a step further, we actually do that a lot in relationships, like, I'm not gonna say we as in us three, but, um, especially when it comes to, um, women to men, yeah, like, as a man, you have to have certain things dealing with certain women, and I agree, you know, having a car, having a house, you know, those are potential. But people growth are different. Everybody grow at different rates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get like me, I would I make myself upset, I get depressed a lot because I'm lacking in some areas that other people are excelling in, but I feel like I'm only lacking because I'm measuring myself to their success. Up here, you know, opposed to where I want to be. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't have this, but they have it. Okay, I shouldn't be measuring myself to that because I don't want that. I want right. something else. I just don't have that because I see everybody else have one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, we got to kind of, <clears throat> got to kind of step out of that uh, realm as well. Yeah. Even in relationships, we're so quick to tell our partner what they're doing wrong in the relationship mm-hmm. instead of just looking it back. He's like, you know what? Maybe there's something I'm doing that's off. Let me 
try to figure something out before, you know, I make a bigger kind of argument than what needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was one of my biggest uh, issues as well, comparing myself to other people. Uh, when I, I ended up having to figure out um, that, you know, what's within me is strictly for me. It's mm-hmm. not... It's not meant for other people, you know. Yep. I I am me, and they are them. So the so the things that I can achieve is 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 pretty much uh, personable for me. I don't need to uh, I don't need to uh, compare myself to someone else because the power that I have is already within myself. I'm solely whole mm-hmm. within myself because that is I'm already whole. I can only add to my life. I can never lose anything, uh, uh, anything bad or negative or toxic that comes into my comes into my world. I can most likely repurpose it into something healthy and positive. Uh, and you know, much like how your body discards waste from when you take a shit or when you piss, it's the same thing that's gonna you know happen. Th- that happens with the energy that comes uh, that comes your way. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I did have something to say. Um, something I noticed. It wasn't about any topic. Uh, so per se, it's kind of dealing with what you had to say. But um, there is something I noticed that there are certain like words and phrases that can be thought. Uh, I don't know if it's just me. I, I can almost say I'm positive that it's not just me. But there are some, some things you would say. Uh, that we don't realize is actually draining us of our energy or some ways we might think that mm-hmm. could be draining of, of our, you know, mental stamina. And when I say that, uh, one of the examples could be like, um, why not me? Like, I feel like that's a phrase that is actually draining your mental stamina because when you thinking, why not me? You thinking, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Opposed to thinking... What can I be doing right? Mm-hmm. Or what do I need to do next? You know what I'm saying? You're regressing instead of progressing. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it's it's a multitude of things like that that we don't, you know, consciously think about before we say it or before we actually think it or sometimes even say it. Uh, even just, like, when we... Uh, well, that's not a good example. That's going more so to the positive side. But yeah, anyway, there's, there's a wider way of... Um, of words even like why me instead of why not me like that's it's the same pretense but you're still thinking like what am i doing wrong mm-hmm. and you know i feel like there's always more energy and somehow you get more energy more mental energy mental stamina when you are thinking progressively so when you're always thinking to improve, to excel, thinking on the better, the next, the good, and you can actually point out, you know, those little things even put you in a better mood to actually want to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I mean, uh, we uh, once again, uh, we subconsciously put ourselves in these uh, mental barriers, these mental blockage, and uh, even further back to the first podcast when I said that. Um, you know, we all live in our own reality, mm-hmm. and and then there's actual reality. <clears throat> One of the stories that I shared was, um, you know, when Superman, uh, when Clark Kent first realized he was an alien, he didn't want to believe it. Right. So he subconsciously put himself uh, in mental barriers. For the longest time, he thought he needed to breathe 
the air, uh, eat food in order to survive, when really he could just live off the sun and be fine. And after, you know, years, it was years, like even when he finally became Superman, he still had these subconscious blocks. Uh, it, it took him years to figure out uh, that that for him to become the true blue Superman, he had to acknowledge these things that, that is within him and not as these mental blocks that he had in order to become the, the actual Superman, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, being the best version of himself that he could. So you got to work on your mental blocks. Even if you think there's nothing there, there's, you, there's always something that you can, you, that you may be stuck in that, uh, get in my nerd bag here that uh, Sharingan illusion <laughs> that genjutsu that you gotta break out of man release mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> yeah I agree with that um, I think I think it's um, it's always I think it's healthy to go through all those different thoughts just never to dwell in one area do mm-hmm. not um Depression is a very real thing with a lot of people. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, um, before I got into the medical field, when I was a kid, I used to always look at people and they say they were depressed. I'm like, how the hell are you depressed? But, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I get sad sometimes. I get down sometimes. I get in the funk sometimes, but I get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that are not capable of getting themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Once they fall into that place, they're stuck there for an abundance of time something that we might get over in a half an hour they're down about for several weeks mm-hmm. you know so and that can keep you stagnant you know you can be your own worst enemy you know not being able to take yourself to a happier place mentally and nobody else can make you happy people can add to your happiness but you have to be happy first you have to Whatever mood you're in, you have to, you change that mood. Or smoke some weed. Hey. <laughs> but for real, like, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy um, how that works. But yeah, man, I, I agree with y'all. Everything y'all said. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, you can't, yeah. So, I'm going to just go out and say it. Relationships are depressing. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. They're Some, very hard. Sometimes, like when hard. you're not on the same page, page yeah, as yeah. the same person, like you're never gonna 100 percent understand your partner, your spouse, whoever, however you identify. But right, uh, we try too hard to understand different people realities, opposed to just understanding our shared reality and acting accordingly. Because you, you like, especially in relationships, you ever realize that, like, uh, one of my biggest problems I had in my past relationship is she don't understand why I'm doing this. She don't understand why I'm doing that. And it's not, it's not for you to understand. Like, even if I explain it in words, you're not understanding. So when you see the end result, oh, I see why you do it. Uh-huh. And people don't understand, like, that can really put you in a, in a certain place in itself, just uh, always pretty much combating, yeah. you know what you what you got to say and things like that. Um, 
it's just interesting, man, because uh, I kind of wanted to see how you guys felt about um, maintaining a relationship and trying to build a music career. Because as you know, I don't know if you watched it. I know you've seen it, but I, I said the, the, the video the Rob level. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And he made some, I think it was like four or five points on why, like, your girlfriend could be ruining your career. And it was, it made sense. But uh, I do disagree in a certain degree, like, as if it's never going to work. Because uh, there are terms and conditions, I'm going to say, <laughs> that can make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, really just acting accordingly, like, because you can never 100% trust that somebody's going to do you right or is always going to be there for you or treat you like you want to be treated. You, know, you really just have to act accordingly and make sure you're not getting ran over. Right. But, um, what do you what do you think about it, Max? Do you feel like you can maintain a healthy relationship while building a career, not while you're already successful, but while you're building a music career? Uh, once again, my short answer is no. Um, uh, you know, after my past couple of relationships, uh, I've learned a lot from from these past two uh, relationships that I've been involved with. I really had to, you know, uh, look at myself and figure out, you know. What was I doing wrong? Uh, excluding the the music part, you know, one of my biggest flaws was, or you know, kind of still is, is that I was willing to accept. Well, I guess not as much anymore, but I was willing to accept um, anything or any hardship uh, that came my way uh, when it came to uh, coming from the from the other person. Not like verbal abuse or anything like that, but like if things were kind of tough uh instead of me addressing it i would kind of just kind of uh uh avert it and uh not really i wouldn't focus on the issue at hand uh and and try to work past that space um as of right now uh i don't really see myself as being uh uh to uh to be boyfriend material at this point in my life right now so i i I don't it's it's one of those rare cases where it seems like your partner in whatever you're doing not just music but in whatever you're doing uh, unless your partner is fully invested and fully believes that you're able to achieve the things that you're able to achieve it is very difficult to you know uh to have that kind of uh dynamic now that being said um there are cases of things like that happening and coming out on the other side made the relationship a little bit more uh more successful because you've went through those hardships because you've had those doubts because you've had those arguments now we're on the other side of the sandstorm and you know things are things are going well but it's 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 highly it's high it's it's very rare it's very rare to find those those gems uh in the world that can that can push you to another level that can add to your life in a way that can elevate you into that next um step of you know doing what you believe in um so uh in from my perspective i don't really see it 
but I'm not opposed to, you know, those gems that come by that are actual keepers that can be in your, uh, your, your kind of realm that understand what you're trying to achieve. And, it, and instead of, you know, giving you problems, just, you know, be that support system that you need in order to, you know, help you take that extra step. When you feel like you can't take an extra step. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel that, man, that's that's a tough one. Um, me personally, from personal experience, it is um, definitely a headache. It's definitely a headache. Um, I don't think in any, I don't think, I think majority of relationships will have complications when you're trying to pursue music. I think that's almost with any Anything that somebody else might consider a hobby to you, that is, they, it, to them it's a hobby, but to you it's a passion, and um, and if they don't, if they don't view it as realistic, and most people who are in relationships, the other person who's not involved in that, a lot of times are not going to look at it realistically. They're not going to look at it as, oh, this is something that's attainable. They look at it as something that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where the issue, that's where the conflict comes because when you're in a relationship, um, you're you're supposed to you don't give you don't give all of yourself to anybody. So I don't like I don't even like that term when people say you're supposed to give all of yourself to somebody. No, that was you don't. another one of my issues too. You I don't give all of yourself because there are mm-hmm. things before you were with this person. If this person decides to stay with you, or if they decide to leave you you're still going to always be stuck with you. Mm-hmm. So you always maintain parts of yourself. And if, as a musician, if that is something that you're passionate about, that's something that you love, you have to still make time for the things that you love. Like you make time for that person, you also make time for your passion. And one thing people do, a lot of people have regretted things in their lives because they didn't go after them. When they had, when they felt like they had their window, their period where they should have been going after it, and then they're elderly people, and they're they've lived a life of regret. And for all that we know, you get one go at this. You know, you get one go at this. So while you're here, you do, you know, you do things that you that you want to do. You know, as you know, I'm just starting to really get into my stride with music the way that I really want to be, and you know, I have complications in my relationship with it, but you know, at the end of the day, listen, you know, it has to, it's, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because, you know, that's, it's something that makes me happy. It's something that makes me, um, it's something that I believe in uh-huh. and, um, and I'm passionate about it. Uh, it makes me feel good creating music. So, you know, you're supposed to have those things still. Your significant others should have things about themselves, things, their own, you know, hobbies or passions mm-hmm. that they have. And you should not lose yourself in the things that make you you when you become a part of a relationship. It, in fact, it should blend. Mm-hmm. It should blend. You should not have to compromise core parts of yourself, especially if they're not negative things. You should not have to compromise core parts of your personality and if, what makes you you, you know, so no, you have to, you either got to make, you either got to try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, you got to leave it alone. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. And me being in a six plus year relationship and 
knowing that this might get hurt. It's not a direct shot. <laughs> There's a lot of love there, but it's it's real talk. Yeah, I um. I actually believe that you could make it work, but there's certain circumstances. So, uh, for somebody like Lil Romeo, you know. Change, man, I'm still leaving hoes at the dial tone. I'm wild, homes. You can get stuff like a cow zone. Yeah, I'm from the D. You may know it as the foul zone. You can get your text talking foul. Oh, ladies, let us style, yo. Light skin, winning shit. If you say we not, I hope you pay for your opinion, bitch. I don't really give a shit about a nigga trying to hit. She the only one to hit, so why the fuck she trying to dance? Yeah, I'm mean good. I ain't about to miss a dinner plate. Look, if you ain't in a hustle, homie, then you in the way. Hell no, I ain't about to play, you must be sick I stop playing games when they start putting games on this A lot of people throwing salt, but it just ain't gonna stick Silly demons, hope you all choke on angel shit I'm the greatest cause I ain't gon' quick I know you mad and wanna vent, I'll let you finish in a minute Cause he's on fire, first and these others are inspired It's obvious these rappers should retire He's on fire, I noticed that the con is for the taking I feel like I should be the one to take Cause he's on fire, first and these others are inspired It's obvious these rappers should retire He's on fire, I know Somebody alert the authorities. I'm a world starter beat. Why nobody recording me? Flow so sick, I got a verbal deformity. The click is full of bitches, you should join a sorority. Hail to the king, but the guy get the most praise. School of hard knocks, I did not get the low grades. I was more of a valedictorian, the gatekeeper. Now who wanna challenge a guardian? If you ain't wanna part of this, then you shouldn't have started it. I don't follow crowds, I'd rather clap at the audience. Still skywalking if I starting It's safe to say you met your match, so try harder So I was sent to bury your bums My mother's a math whiz, cause she carried the one I do it for the culture, I don't care for the funds I wonder where I get this arrogance from, oh yeah He's on fire, first and these others are inspired It's obvious these rappers should retire He's on fire, I noticed that the con is for the taking I feel like I should be the one to take Cause he's on fire, first and these others are inspired